0: welcome it's a new year it's Redley leaf retrocast retro gaming is IJD with colin and joey we're back for another year
1: hello hello happy new year
0: happy new year everybody uh merry christmas all that stuff that we <laughs> talked about and yeah it's been <laughs> a month since the last last uh, retro gaming podcast took a long long break from this uh well needed i would say
1: yeah for
2: sure yeah, it was perfect timing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, did a little bit of the anime. Had a lot of wrestling to do. I think I might do that yearly where the wrestling kind of takes uh, priority because the end of year stuff is very popular. And there's a lot of work to do that goes into it. And there's a lot of fun, too. So on this episode, it was Colin's pick. And for those that don't know or may joining us for the first time, the way we're formatting this podcast uh, for the foreseeable future is... Each host will pick a kind of theme and they'll pick two games to go along with that theme and then we'll review them on the episode. Uh, it's a lot easier than doing kind of the 10 games when we first started and then we've slowly trickled down to be more focused on the two and it's a lot easier on us as well.
1: Yeah. We're busy adults with responsibilities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, five years now Podcast's been around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> holy shit yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing
0: if you add the youtube stuff it's uh it's six so there you go
1: yeah wow it's been quite a journey
0: so before we get into the theme we have a uh, topic we'd like to do obviously we'll play a little catch up see what games we've been playing but then we'll kind of just kind of go over our our best retro games we played in 2021 for the podcast we do tier rank all these games so we'll kind of go over the the top 10 and figure out what were the top 10 we actually played and then we'll go into our theme which was colin's pick what is it colin
1: it is games that were referenced in the scott pilgrim series slash movie
0: okay uh full disclosure i've never seen the movie i've never seen anything scott pilgrim never even played the game so i have no clue
2: ah i
1: was hoping you'd at least watch the movie I have never the seen movie. the movie. You should watch the movie.
0: Well, I got a bad kitty right now causing trouble.
1: yay Does he ever not cause trouble?
0: Well, since I moved my setup into my bedroom and changed things around, he's less trouble because he's not wanting to go behind things and bite cords and stuff. Um, oh. Because there's less of that in the bedroom. <laughs> now he was just biting my lamp cord. So that's cool. Oh. <laughs> don't want that. But he just wants attention. It's attention that he's way. an attention whoring cat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Never seen it. Never played it. <clears throat>
1: well, right. I'll give you this. I'll give you the skinny on the plot. <laughs> Basically, main character Scott falls in love with a girl named Ramona Flowers and then in typical video game fashion has to fight through her seven evil exes in order to keep dating her.
0: Seven evil exes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Notice I didn't say just ex-boyfriends.
0: Oh, got to have a crazy (laughs) girlfriend in there as well. Or a robot. I don't know. Could be.
1: (laughs) Both, actually.
0: (laughs) See, there you go. Video games are fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: make close to me. All right,
1: because, yeah, the world of Scott Pilgrim operates on video game and comic book logic.
0: Good. As it should, as everything should be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll go into more detail later.
0: All right. Well, Colin, you want to keep us going with uh, what games you were playing during the month long break? I know there's a lot to go through. Uh, I'm more on the short end. Only a few for me. <laughs>
1: yeah you better believe i I played my brains out most mostly because in the week leading up to Christmas I came down with the rona
2: oh
0: you fool
1: yeah you? I went to a karaoke went to a karaoke bar and turned out one of them had asymptomatic and then a bunch of the other guys tested positive and I had to stay home from work so yeah lots of gaming during that time. And I <clears throat> to start, I finally beat Iconoclasts.
0: Alright, long time coming there.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean the ending was interesting. It reminded me a lot of the movie Oblivion with Tom Cruise. If anybody's seen that.
0: Uh I think I have. Pretty sure I have.
1: Yeah. I'm just I'm gonna drop a major spoiler, but hey, it's been out for like maybe ten years. Sure. The The big entity that the big religion on the planet of iconoclasts revolves around turns out to be some random-ass space pirate that uses his big, huge robot to scare the populace into giving him their resources, and he's the one you fight and defeat. That's pretty much... That's the skinny. Overall, I had fun with Iconoclast as a whole. I mean, the creator cited Metroid Fusion as his main inspiration for how the game is set up. And you Mm -hmm. can definitely see it here. Okay. And the big one, I finally, finally beat Neo The World Ends With You. (laughs) Took way longer than it should (laughs) have.
0: Yeah, that has been a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will say the ending was decently satisfying. Everything came together nicely. The old gang got back together and the final boss was really exciting. If a little on the diarrhea Christmas lights side of things. (laughs) As As Girlfriend Reviews puts it. There's a lot going on on screen and most of it is bright flashy colors. I did notice how that the climax reminded me a lot of how Kingdom Hearts 3's climax plays out. The main character loses everyone close to him in a surprise attack from the main enemy force and has to use an ability to turn back the clock enough that he can save them. But the problem is, using that ability too much has dire consequences. And in this case, it makes the inevitable enemy even more powerful, so he's kind of shooting himself in the foot by doing so. But... Big difference is that the main guy here has been using his ability all game, while Sora used his mainly in the final corridor. Of course, it makes sense that there's some plots parallels, because a lot of the people who worked on Kingdom Hearts also worked on this game, because you got Tetsuya Nomura, Yoshinori Kitase, Shinji Hashimoto, you get it. And I, <laughs> I can't help thinking that the same story beat is going to show up in the Final Fantasy VII Remake down the line. it's been kind of hinted at with all those apparitions Mm -hmm. as for my overall thoughts on neo the world ends with you while i like this game enough it just doesn't measure up to the first game i mean yeah the dialogue
0: i have a, I have a game i feel the exact same way
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah I mean, yeah, the dialogue is well-written as ever, voice acting is really well done, visuals are interesting, and gameplay is fairly fun once you get a handle on it, but the main story moved so slowly, felt like a chore after a while. By the last third, I was basically forcing myself to play to the end. Not to mention, the character interactions weren't nearly as interesting or deep as the first game. Because in the first game, I really did feel like the main character went through a noticeable arc to become a... A different person by the end but I didn't get that same kind of feeling here with the new main character maybe it's just cuz I'm an adult now and therefore don't have the same kind of time to invest in games like this that I'm being a bit harsher on this one but I I might have said similar things if I played them back-to-back the first time but I feel like this ending put a bow on everything plot-wise and we did get an official face reveal for a certain character at the end so that helps I look forward to seeing how the series gets utilized in Kingdom Hearts.
0: Okay. (laughs) I feel you. All right.
1: And now that I've beaten Neo World Ends With You, I'm now free to play some other games. I played uh, played Dying Light for a bit.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To put it as simply as possible, it's Far Cry meets Mirror's Edge with a bit of The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with uh some of the YouTubers I watch play Dying Light a lot.
1: <laughs> uh, ah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I mean... and um, uh, there's another like zombie game that got a lot of popularity recently. Dr. Blood? No, I I can't think of it right now. Eh. I'm sure it'll come to me.
1: Yeah. I played about two hours of Dying Light. And story's nothing to write home about, but the free, right, free running and looting were fun for a while. After that, I just got bored and moved on to other stuff. I, uh, I also started playing Ghostbusters, the video game for PS3. <laughs> As I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife and got into a bit of a Ghostbusters mood, so thought I'd play it since... Hey, it's got. It was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. And back for Blood was the
0: game I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, that's the one I said. <laughs> yeah, he literally said that.
2: No, I thought I thought he said dying light. No, he said talk about dying light, and then when he said there was another one, he said back for blood. Oh, I miss
0: no. I misheard him. I apologize. So
2: we can go back to the transcript. And then we no, I, I, I apologize. I, apologize. I
0: I didn't hear him say that. Uh, I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't say anything. Move
2: on. <laughs>
1: But yeah, the, the Ghostbusters game has all the original actors playing their roles, and it's a pretty fun game. I haven't quite beaten it yet, but it's the dialogue is still funny. The ability to bust ghosts in the traditional way with the proton packs is really cool. And then as the game goes on, you get new weapons and gadgets to use, so it stays fresh. And yes, folks, I did play a bit. I got back to Xenoblade Chronicles.
0: Oh, you did? Hold on. Hold on. I haven't played this in forever. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I heard this properly. <laughs> <laughs> Xenoblade. Here we go. We'll play in the drop. Okay. It's all yours. Xenoblade Chronicles, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mostly been plugging away at side quests, but I did fight a story boss along the way.
0: Okay. So, what was it? Pretty challenging. Was it hard? Did you die a lot?
1: It was a giant robot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't die a lot, but I came close to dying a lot. Hmm. I'm less, I'm less to... excited
0: now. I was really hoping to <laughs> die a lot.
1: Kept having to do the old Monado buff so everyone could actually damage the robots, because as the... As the game go- Says the only thing that can really do any significant damage to the enemy robots is the Monado, but you can also use that Same sword to buff up everyone else so they can do similar damage And that robot was a major pain and once again got away with one of the characters brother so now we have to go on another rescue mission and along the way of scrounging up side quests, there was, a, there was one side quest that just popped up immediately. There's this lady at a hot spring who needs to be saved from a bunch of monsters. And then <laughs> the reward is some bikini armor <laughs> for the female character.
0: Mm-hmm, of course, as one does.
1: Naturally. <laughs> So even Xenoblade Chronicles is not immune to the chainmail bikini trope.
0: Can't cannot be, no, never. No.
1: But yeah, well on my way to the next uh the next city that's been overrun with robots to find that brother and get him the fuck out of there. Then last game I've played is some of Black Mesa, which is the fan made remake of Half Life. Right. And you can, you can tell the devs have been working on it for years on end. It's just super polished, and they even feature some characters from Half-Life 2 in it, like Eli Vance, who is Alex's dad. I thought that was a nice little detail. And while it's a small detail, I wish they hadn't put in music in the direct aftermath of the resonance cascade at the beginning of the game because a big part of what made the original so unsettling to play was the lack of a musical score for most of it. I mean, sure, some sections could have probably benefited from, like, Silent Hill-style tracks, but that section wasn't one of them. All it really needed was the alarm sounds. And I think that's everything. Everything I've played in the break.
0: Excellent. Back to you, boys. I'm very happy you're playing Xenoblade Chronicles again. I made this whole drop for you, and then as soon as I made it, you never played the game again for months on
1: end, and now you're back. You can blame blame Neo, the world ends with you for that. Hmm, Fair enough. And now that's done, so back I go.
0: Okay. Uh, Joey, how you doing?
1: I'm
2: doing all right. So we
0: played a a game or two together.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we did. We played... What was the racing game? It was
0: no, I uh Blast.
2: Cruising
1: yeah, right. <laughs> like my shit. Like Cruising USA?
0: Yeah, it's a it's the newest yeah. game in the Cruising USA series. It's a lot of it's just a easy pick up and play, lots of fun game.
2: Yeah, pretty easy game. As long as you don't screw up racing, you're Gonna pretty much take.
0: <laughs> it's an easy racing game <laughs> or, as long as you don't screw up that racing part. You know. I mean,
2: <laughs> it, but it's not that hard because you can screw up in the beginning. As long as you don't screw up towards the end, you generally are going to be in top three.
0: Generally, yeah. Even even on the hardest difficulty, we're finding out.
2: Yeah, especially if you're the shark. Play the shark, win all the time. <laughs> the only thing that matters.
0: Yeah, there's some wacky wacky vehicles, quote unquote, that you could be in the game, and then you just kind of yeah, the unicorn.
2: Yeah, it's. Clone.
0: Yeah, I mean I only got it for like twenty bucks. Definitely definitely got my worth out of it. Uh basically beat the entire thing. <laughs> there's not that yeah, there's not that many tracks, but what they do is they get get you different circuits and switch the tracks up and put like weather conditions involved on those type of tours. So simple enough.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of things to unlock, so each car you have to level up to unlock like first one is with lights and then you can get other things so it's it's pretty fun game to play with someone i think it'd be boring by yourself though
0: yeah it kind of wears on you when you're playing alone but yeah when you and i are just drinking beer uh the day after christmas or the day of christmas one of those two day before it's christmas eve yeah there's lots of drinks at your new house congratulations joey
2: yeah so i've been busy with that moving moving
0: up in the world (laughs) With your carpet bathroom with no door. <laughs>
2: hey, it's only the sink that has no door. Although eventually I'll update that. And
0: did you fix your probably... did you fix your shower drain that you stepped through?
2: <laughs> no, not yet. Oh no! But, yeah, it was the second day we were in. I was washing my hair. My heel hit the drain, and it just fell through. It just fell through oh. the bottom of the thing. I was like, what the hell? I, I, at least my realtor was in like contract. I'm like, have you ever seen this? He's like, no, I've never seen that. So I don't think it was it was fully connected correctly, so I'm guessing it was leaking and just rusted it from the bottom. But, oh, no. Uh, that sounds bad. Uh, there's right. no damage because there's like, they, at least they had it opened up, so it was just to dirt underneath, so everything just drained down, but I haven't had a bathroom oh. yet because he's been dealing with COVID stuff and family, friends, COVID and all that, so still waiting on a quote to get that fixed. Luckily, we have another bathroom, so it's not a big deal. But That's yeah, cool. <clears throat> it's been oh, nice God. having a house.
0: Yeah, got a nice big backyard in that Houston, Houston region. There, good for the dogs. Yeah, it's
2: huge. Yeah, they love it.
0: Any other but games, Joey? I've
2: been playing Apex. I actually played Apex, enough to okay. complete the season pass for once. I've never completed a season pass in a game, but I actually oh. unlocked all the levels. So playing that a lot and then I've been playing Lawnmower simulator. What? <laughs> Lawn simulator.
0: You felt you've fallen very... into this. Have you played power washing simulator before?
2: No I have not. But I also got gas station simulator, but I haven't played it yet. Um <laughs> wait, I think that
0: one's actually kind of funny. I've seen I've seen a lot of YouTubers yeah, play that. I think
2: there's something to do with like a mob in that one. So Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got sucked into lawn mowing, though. It's just very relaxing, especially when I have, like, all-day meetings at work. I'll just mow lawns while listening to people drone on about things I don't care about. So.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm paying attention, though, but uh, this two acres here, it's got to be mowed.
2: <laughs> well, when you have all-day meetings and they start off with the same speech every quarter, you know what they're going to say. You don't have to listen. So, yeah. But Lomo is a very relaxing game. It's just a fun game if you just like to. You're see learning Prime about as synergy
0: the Earth way. <laughs> Synergize.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing.
0: Okay. Um, Cruising Blast, we already talked about. Uh, I've been making my way through uh, Unravel 2, which is very. Relaxing in a way, I beat Pokemon Sword with my full ghost team. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast, but I'll just say it again. And then there was the I think what was that game I I booted up and saw what you thought of it. Joe it was like the Lost Dice or something. Whatever. Uh, haven't played much of that ever since because I started to play. Dead Space 2. Yes. Okay. So if you remember last year... Oh, by the way, I kept track of all the games I completed last year, much like I did in 2020. Um, 2020, COVID year. You're inside a lot more. (laughs) Let's put it that way. I beat like twice Uh as many games in 2020 that I did in in 21. I only beat 24 games to completion last year. And they were mostly podcast games, actually. There was only a, a few outside of that that... I completed, like, I I put down No More Heroes 2, never beat it. Uh, I didn't play another Resident Evil game outside of Zero. I got halfway through safe on Filter 3, put it down. I think I'll pick that up pretty soon, though. I started Danganronpa 2 when the Game Grumps uh, started playing it again, so I'm kind of going at their pace as well. So I'm kind of, nice. yeah, I'm kind of stop-starting that game. Uh, very much <laughs> the same game as the first one just with new characters i won't even yeah. i won't even kind of go into it until like big plot starts happening i guess at the end but dead space 2 is the one i'm kind of concentrating on through chapter 7 i think that's just over halfway through the game that's what it feels like and <sighs> the game there's nothing wrong with the game i will say Like, mechanically, it's just as good as the first one. It's action-packed as the first one. The necromorphs are just as spooky scary. But what's missing in Dead Space 2 for me is the, the plot isn't as mysterious as the first one was. It's very just straightforward. Unitologists want the marker. Shit broke down on this thing that they made you build one from scratch. It's like, eh. Okay, and now you're just kind of trying to escape this facility, and right now I'm in the middle of this elevator sequence where I gotta get the power back on to get the train running and the oxygen back pumping. The life support systems out. This part's like kicking my ass. I've died like six times. <laughs> I was playing it this morning. hence why I was like a couple minutes late. I'm like oh, I gotta put this down. All right. <laughs> so, hmm. Dead Space, Dead Space Two lacks a lot. Li- It lacks in that atmosphere that the first one had, where it was very much, I I mentioned the word mysterious earlier, I want to also add the sense of isolation that the first one had, which I really, really enjoyed, because it was much more quiet, kind of didn't know where exactly to go, what was happening, the layout of the space station was much more interesting, because it got you to kind of loop around a lot more, but everything was connected through this train in different sequences this one doesn't really have that I'm just going from going around the facility and it's seemingly each time I get to a new sp- like there's nothing wrong with this idea it's just feels a lot less than the first one got to bring you've played this Colin right yeah yes <clears throat> so what what's what's your take on this Does this sound about right or what's what's happening here
1: that's it's been a couple of years since I last played so my memory's a little fuzzy, but I, st- I still liked it better than the the first game.
0: Okay, why is that? Because I you're not the only one I've heard this opinion from.
1: I mean, for one for one thing the 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 environment actually felt a lot more lived in. It felt like well, a place yeah. actual people lived in, and it was therefore more disturbing when you saw just how wrecked it all was kind of like with Bioshock and you're still Hmm. you're still seeing all the uh, all the visions that that Isaac is seeing because he's still his, his brain is still fucked up from the first experience and is continuing to be messed with by the marker the entire time so that can be kind of unsettling you don't know if you don't know if uh, what he's seeing is real in some areas and then there do get to be some areas that are some areas that are particularly disturbing. Or do you ever see the do you get to the part where he gets to the nursery?
0: Yeah, with uh, the the exploding babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I kind of laughed at all that. I'm like no babies get away from me and they're they're crying as they coming at me yeah i like that scene yeah. that was fun that was a fun part
1: yeah plus the bit with the the one nanny saying come here come here and then picks up the baby and then boom blood yeah. all over the window yeah
0: i wish there was so okay you mentioned the place is more lived in well yeah because it's it's on what is it like uh, one of saturn's moons i believe it's titan but they call it something else it's like
1: yeah, it's it it's a space,
0: whatever, whatever
1: well, it's a it's space called. station specifically meant for civilians.
0: Yeah. And the, I know I, I, I do agree with what you mean that it it, it does it because it did. It did remind me a lot of Bioshock with a lot of the uh, like clothing shops and everything. like is it, it felt like a real place as opposed to the space station. Uh, but there aren't that many people actually there. So if they were going to do this. It, it feels like they're kind of stuck between wanting to show you crazy scenes like the, the nursery one, which was awesome. And then it tries to give you that sense of isolation as well. And my issue is there's no, they're trying to balance it. And I would have rather had one way or the other. That way I'm actually feeling the dread of this society that has been taken over. Or it used to be a society that was taken over like Bioshock, and there's just no one there left except the enemies. Because that's what Bioshock had. It had the yeah. lived-in environment, but completely wrecked. And there's no... I think Bloodborne also has that to an extent. You don't like see anybody in the game outside of a few NPCs uh, because everyone's like stuck in buildings and, and whatnot. Because of everything that's happening. Uh, that's where I think yeah. Dead Space 2 misses the mark for me, and that's a good chunk of the game, because that's the entire atmosphere and environment.
2: Oh, huh. Well,
1: uh, I, yeah. I still like it better overall. It, it, I remember Jim Sterling making a comparison. It was like, Dead Space 1 is like alien, and 2 is like aliens. Because 2 has more mm-hmm. of an emphasis on action, and...
0: Oh Find yeah, it's enemy. definitely more action packed, but that's not what I loved about the first Dead Space. I, I I've made this argument before, where I'd rather a sequel try something new and different rather than just the same game again. Uh, so I do appreciate that aspect about Dead Space 2. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I really feel th- this one because they're still trying to tell this very dreary story uh, and trying to hit the spooky environment. That it's like I said, it's I, I'm kind I'm kind of nitpicking because the game the, like there's nothing wrong with the gameplay. The uh, traversing the areas are actually kind of easier, which I appreciate. The enemies, uh, the enemies hit a little bit harder, but they don't they don't swarm as much as the first one where it felt more random. <clears throat> I do. I do like how it's more manageable in this one. Uh, because the controls are sharper, it's much easier to pinpoint the arms and legs of the Necromorphs. So there is a lot of improvements of this game, which I do enjoy. So that's why I'm kind of not I don't hate the game at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm just yeah, kind of yeah. I'm just I'm just spelling out why I don't like it as much as the first one. Like if the if the if Dead Space one, I put it, I don't know, like a tier of an A, then this one's like just on the cusp of getting to an A. Ah
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I still recommend playing to the end.
0: Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat this game. I'm, I'm very close. I'm, I'm making my way through it. It's, it's, it's no problem. It's basically all I did last night was play Dead Space Two, and then I woke up and played a little bit of, a little some more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what did you think of the, the whole, uh, it, this game's take on the zero gravity sections? Because uh, in the first game, you were hopping from platform to platform, but in here, you have actual like rockets on your feet and hands.
0: Yeah, it, I so that goes into a lot of the kind of atmosphere and dread feeling that I had in the first one because when I got out into space in that first one, I felt almost helpless because I'm bogged down with uh with the limited. Oxygen. I'm bogged down with having to jump from platform to platform. In this one, like mechanically, it's way better, which I do appreciate because you are able to just kind of orientate yourself with a click of a button. That's really cool. The jetpack gets you to traverse around it a lot easier. In so, (laughs) like control wise, it's way better. But that having that, this is this is kind of the argument between kind of tank controls in a weird way, where because I'm I'm not limited anymore, the sense of dread and and spookiness was completely taken away.
1: ah uh, yeah fair enough
0: but I do recognize just how much technology just in the video game aspect l- just took a leap to get that part and then when I looked looked up like this game had to have cost a ton of money because of things like that yeah. they put in the game well sure as shit. Uh, it's one of the most expensive games ever made. It had a hundred and twenty million dollar budget. I'm trying to look up like how much this sold to see if they like broke uh. even. Uh, I can't find that yet. So, uh, how much did it sell? Here we go. Sales: two million in the first week. So, does that break? E- that has to no. I don't know if that. I don't know if that breaks even.
1: <laughs> yeah, hard to say.
0: Yeah, let's see here. Dead space. Two sales. Let's see here. Uh, it was sixty million to produce, and it only sold four million. Yeah, so it was kind of a, a, a because of how much it cost. It it didn't make up. Uh. Yeah, it didn't make up how much it cost. Which is a shame no, because you'd bad. think 4 million is excellent. Yeah. Um. Well. And he, I... So I think that Wikipedia article is incorrect because everything I'm reading now is. It costs 60 million to make. And because it ended up selling about 4 million copies, it equated to. You know, x amount of, you know, we'll go with like hundred million in sales, but if uh, you're yeah. pumping that much money into the game, plus advertisements and everything, it sure sounds like you're. It sure sounds like you're kind of just breaking even at that point.
1: I I remember finding it funny that uh, EA's marketing campaign. At least one of them for Dead Space 2 was, your mom's going to hate it. <laughs> I
0: remember that one because but, they were advertising as this just crazy, vi- visceral, mature game. And it's
1: just, yeah. yeah. But the f- the funny part is, my mom actually liked it, or at least she liked listening to me play it because, in her words, it reminded her of Battlestar Galactica. Because <laughs> While she's yeah. on the computer... On the other end of the room, I'm playing Dead Space, and at that point, I didn't have any headset, so the volume's on <laughs> the TV, and she liked listening to all the dialogue and the little audio logs and all that good stuff. So I thought that was really funny.
0: All righty, let's uh, let me play a fun little drop here, and we can get into our just kind of fun uh, top ten retro games we played last year get into that or joey you got something you want to add
2: no yeah, i got nothing
0: you're good okay all righty so we're 33 minutes in nice little long intro for us on this episode uh for fun just like we did last year i got a here i'll um copy this into the Discord as we're here. Uh, I believe you can just scroll up and see it actually still. Yeah, it's right there. Okay. Our S... So, the way we work this out is S to F. Uh, we get grade each tier and in 2021 we had seven games ranked in the S tier and 14 games ra- ranked in the A tier. Uh, so I will take it over to you. Obviously we'll just uh go one one rank 1 to 7 our S tier games what we liked the most. I'll kind of write them all down and see what we come to as a consensus. We got Metroid Fusion, Diablo 2, Shock Troopers, God of War, Prince of Persia, Super Mario Bros and the original Donkey Kong. Colin, what did you I guess have the most fun with, or think the the best retro game was that we played in twenty twenty
1: one. Uh by default it would be Kingdom Hearts two, and Elite Beat Agents is a very close second. Well, that's
0: not in the S tier. <laughs> I understand. Like what you're I give a fuck.
1: But yeah, uh, if I had to pick one, that I hadn't played before, it would be Shock Troopers.
0: Yeah, we all really like that game. Was that a was that a consensus S tier, I believe?
1: I think so. Let's see. I, I have to remember liking it down. so much I actually bought it on my Switch.
2: Do you remember what episode that was? I can pull up my ranking. I,
1: I think it was Neo Geo
2: Games.
0: I do have that. Uh Shock Troopers. Nope, that's yeah. System Shock. Um, Joey, you gave it an A.
2: Yeah, by I was going to say, I don't think I gave that one an S. Yeah, it's, uh,
0: it was an episode 90 Neo Geo.
2: Yeah, of course, it's the one that I didn't even put a title. It just says episode 90 on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if we're doing a true top 10, that one won't even make my top 10, so... It was it was okay. It was a good game, but I want to put it at my top.
0: <clears throat> well, of the games that we got like basically a consensus S were Metroid Fusion. Uh actually most of these did except except Shock Trooper and I think that's it. Oopsies. Ah, eh, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean okay, so I'll I'll get this going first. Uh number one for me would be Donkey Kong. Number two would be Super Mario Bros. Number three would be Metroid Fusion, and then we'll go from there. So those are my top three.
2: My top three are uh God of War. Okay, Diablo II, yeah. Diablo, Mario. Colin? He said to wait for a second.
0: Oh, we did? Okay. Oh, I see the message. <laughs> yeah, so we got, yeah, I think, let's see. Yeah, I think I'd put, like, God of War 4. Uh, pre- Obviously, I'm not into the Diablo series. That would be my number 10, <clears throat> just just for me, or number 7, I guess, technically. And then Prince of Persia, because it's still kind of dated, but we understand it's Revelation Shock Troopers, yeah, okay. So that's my 1 through 7, essentially.
2: My 1 through 7 being God of War, Diablo 2, Mario, Prince of Persia, Donkey Kong, Metroid, Shock Troopers.
0: Okay, so we all kind of have different different orders, but in the ballpark of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the A-ranked, we have to come down to just three games, 8, nine, ten. We got uh, Guardian Heroes, Time Crisis one of those <laughs> trying to read it it's a crisis zone
1: that's time crisis
0: time crisis crisis zone i don't even know what this one is uh legend of zelda metal slug four gradius spin master tekken four <laughs> metal wolf chaos Metal Wolf mad no four odd world apes exodus castlevania dracula x elite beach agents and the organ trail <laughs> coming in hot you weren't there for that episode joey we went we went crazy with like cross country Canada out of nowhere and all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. But Colin, you stepped yeah. away. Uh, we kind of just went over loosely our top seven bank ranked on that S tier. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, Joey and I kind of had a slightly different order, but mostly the same. What What did you What did you think? What do you think? What's your top seven?
1: Uh I guess number one Mario, number two God of War. Number three, Donkey Kong. Number four, Shock Troopers. Mm-hmm. Number five, Metroid. Number six, Prince of Persia, and number seven, Diablo.
0: Okay, Colin, you and I are very much in in line uh, with each other. <laughs> so, all right, I'll I'll just kind of I I think I'll have man, what is this A ranked here after Time Crisis?
1: <laughs> I I can't tell. Yeah, let me. Uh... Oh, is it Jade Cocoon?
0: Oh, is that what that cover is? I can't I can't tell. Yeah, I, you're right.
1: I think so.
0: Yeah, you're right. That that, that that's Jade Cocoon. Um uh, uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, Castlevania Dracula X and I'll say my three you know what? I'll say Jade Cocoon for number three. Cool. I, I'm I'm torn between that and Metal Slug four, but I think Jade Cocoon really, really stuck with me. It's one of the more unique styled games we played on this podcast in
2: last year. Uh, Uh, Joey. Uh, metal Wolf chaos. (laughs) Uh, Zelda. And then the last one's hard. It's either going to be between Madden and elite beat agents. Ooh.
0: Yeah. That was a big surprise last year. I ended up getting myself a copy for my DS. Uh, didn't beat it. Colin, I apologize. But I did get my but I did get myself a copy so I could play it uh, another time.
2: Yeah, I think a of a beat agents just because it did surprise me. I didn't think I would like it at all. so
0: yeah, I mean
2: get <laughs> at number ten.
1: Yeah. And for me, I will say, number one, elite beat agents. Mm. number two is Zelda and number three time crisis.
0: Time crisis. well then, that's a that's the big surprise. Yeah, so I think the surprise of the year was probably Elite Beat Agents. I think that's very very clear on that one. Uh, I think the other one would be Shock Troopers. <laughs> it's, it's just such yeah, a standout yeah. on that S tier <laughs> compared to the other yeah, games on sure. that list.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we all like that. What was the biggest disappointing game that we played in uh, 2021?
1: Hmm.
0: I would I mean, say it would have yeah. to be 007 Goldeneye
2: considering That's what how That's Goldeneye to me was the most disappointing cuz I thought it would be good. It just doesn't live up and it's so disappointing. It's not the worst game we played, but it's no. definitely the most disappointing. The worst games we played, the F-ranked tier games, was was
0: Simpsons Arcade Game, WWF Betrayal on the Game Boy Color, Magic the Gathering on PlayStation, and International Track and Field 2000, which, Joey, we played that way too much as kids.
2: (laughs) I know, and I don't even remember which one could be worse, because half (laughs) of them aren't even games. Actually, (laughs) pretty much all of them are not games.
1: (laughs) I feel we need to clarify, for Simpsons Arcade, it's... Any version that's not the actual arcade cabinet that gets an F. yes because the
2: actual arcade cabinet's good everything else is just terrible <laughs> yeah
0: Colin do you disagree with 7 goldeneye as her most disappointing game
1: yes I disagree okay you do disagree if I had if I had to pick one bad for my own sake I'm trying to Gonna see what's what. Uh, I guess I'll say Pokemon Snap. That
0: is very disappointing. I agree. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very I sad. I'm it. very sad. Uh, wasn't able to get a lot of 3DO games last year. <laughs> Kept picking I'm themes that glad. they just. uh and we kind of have gone through like most of them at this point.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs>
0: Like, there's Captain Quasar. that stands out to me last year. I had fun with that.
2: <laughs> well, you can always bring it back for your next theme pick.
0: Oh, just, just two 3DO games. Just, let's keep it simple. And every theme is just more 3DO.
2: Yay!
0: <laughs> <laughs> could do that. I could do that. It is in my power. Okay.
1: And we're at the mercy.
0: Yeah. Anyways. So those were our best but, games last year. You gotta, But what is
2: the work? worst game? What is the worst game? You gotta pick one of them.
1: Mm. I vote Magic yeah. the Gathering.
2: I was thinking Magic. I mean, Dragon Field is a terrible game, but I don't even think I could even play Magic. I think it was hard to even get into the game if I remember correctly. My
1: thoughts, exactly.
2: Yeah, I
0: I don't disagree with that at all. If we're going, like, most broken, I guess it would be the WWF Betrayal game that was just straight ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll play the next drop and we can get into our topic, Colin.
1: You ready? All righty. I'm ready.
0: And it's time for the theme Scott Pilgrim Referenced Games. Or, I guess, referenced games in Scott Scott Pilgrim. It's a long title. Just, we're going with Scott Pilgrim referenced. <laughs> As in...
1: I just put Scott Pilgrim, but whatever. <laughs>
0: well, it's not. Anyways. Uh, what were, What is... Okay, so why did you... What was your motivation behind this? Obviously, you're a Scott Pilgrim fan. I know you well, Colin. Uh, but what yeah, was the... Yeah. What was any other reason than that?
1: Well, a couple of reasons overall. I mean... First, we only had one week to play these games, and of the topics I had in my backlog, this one had the, the shortest games that we could play during the intervening time. A decent amount of them, anyway. And, of course, like you said, I love Scott Pilgrim. I mean... Saw the movie in theaters back when it first came out and fell in love with it. I I think it was a combination of the video game and comic references, Edgar Wright's masterful editing and focus on little details, sarcastic sense of humor, and above all else, just how unapologetically Canadian it is. I mean, it's one of the few movies that actually lets Toronto be Toronto instead of a (laughs) stand-in for New York City.
0: Right. Yeah, that is a very good point about that. Absolutely.
1: But simply, it feels like a movie and series that was made just for me. (laughs) And fuck it, I'm just going to say it. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is my all-time favorite movie. I don't care what anyone says. And of course, I read all the original graphic novels after the fact and fell in love with the series even more. And just recently, I reread them in color, which is what inspired the topic to begin with. In case it's not obvious, I highly recommend Scott Pilgrim as a series to everyone listening. Especially if you grew up in or in or around Toronto. Also, to those who don't know, the Scott, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World The Game is back online for sale. Not just on PSN either. It's on Switch, Steam, Xbox Live. Oh, and some stupid platform called Stadia. Who, who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, it's not real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not
0: side comment there is this weird Twitter movement that's been going on the last couple months about being team stadia
1: <laughs> good luck
0: I I don't understand it it's just, I just I just look at these threads and it's just these people that have just rallied behind this Google stadia and I didn't it like go on sale for basically free <laughs> at this point? I believe I remember reading something like that, or it's dirt cheap to get now because it just doesn't sell.
1: I don't give enough of a shit to find out.
0: But yeah, it's just it's just this weird Twitter movement that's going on that I noticed that's so behind them. It, I, I'm baffled by it. I just I just I just look at it in fascination. I don't I don't even comment because <laughs> I know I know I'll be hit hard and canceled and all that nonsense and ratioed. Ah. <laughs> ah. All the all the, the Twitter the terms. Yeah. What's what's worse, the 3DO or the Stadia? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Stadia I'd say the Stad I'd say the
1: Stadia.
2: Games. There's I just looked at a quick list of the games. Some of them are actually pretty decent. I don't know if they play decent on the stadia, but they do have some decent games. Hmm. Okay. Alright.
0: Colin, you said the not the 3DO. I'm shocked.
1: At least games on the 3DO will actually one to one respond to your button inputs. This is true. Well, he'll...
2: most do. Heard?
0: Well,
1: <laughs> maybe.
2: I don't. I don't even know if you can give them that. I don't, I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, in order to effectively play the Stadia, you need like uh, a really high end internet connection. <laughs> And only the richest of the rich can afford it.
0: <laughs> well, that was also the case with the 3DO when that first came out. Um, yeah, there are ser- there, there are some games where the response times are not great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, it's funny.
0: Okay, what's our what's our first game with that was referenced by Scott Pilgrim?
1: It is Clash at Demonhead. On the NES,
0: I have never heard of this one before. You brought it up.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't never know this heard game. Of it. I thought it was I just had never heard of. The band. of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that in a sec. I I had never heard of this game until I watched Scott Pilgrim. It was uh, developed and published by Vic Tokai, released on the NES in Japan under the title Blitz Bang Blitz Big Bang. <laughs> On January 27th, 1989, and in North America in January 1990. For those who don't remember, Vic Tokai also made Psycho Fox and Mansion of Hidden Souls, both oh, of which we covered in previous episodes. that explains
0: the controls. Okay. <laughs> they also made go 13 the top secret episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Data East bump yeah. and jump. I've heard of bump and jump.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I chose this game because Clash at Demon Head is the name of the band. The name given to the band in Scott Pilgrim, led by Scott's ex-girlfriend Envy Adams, and also happens to have Ramona's third evil ex-boyfriend playing bass.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know yeah. your Scott Pilgrim well.
1: Do I ever? Yeah. The plot is as follows. Billy Big Bang Blitz. Is a sergeant in Saber. Wasn't Big Bang for... your
0: nickname in high school, Joey? Ha, 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 ha. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I was wrong. <laughs> that must—that must have been someone else.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you'd know better than me.
0: Okay. All right, Colin, you can go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But yeah, main character is a sergeant in Saber, which stands for Special Assault Brigade for Real Emergencies. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Who gets contacted to save Professor Plum? Not clear if it's the same guy from Clue. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, well, Professor Plum has a wrench or something somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Professor Plum has the ability to create a doomsday bomb that could destroy the planet. Why would he do that to begin with? Who cares? (laughs) And he has been kidnapped by Tom Guycott, a living demonic skeleton. So now he has to leave his girlfriend Mary behind at the beach and go save the world. Easily one of the most 1980s plots we've ever covered. (laughs) Though if you read the summary on Wikipedia, it gets super complicated later on. And... Game is something of an action-adventure platformer along similar lines to Mega Man with a bit of Metroidvania because you can actually choose which path you go on. It's like you go short little stretches of platforming on a certain path that you choose from a map, sort of like Bionic Commando. And
0: Very strange map system, I will say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're just going all over the place to fight bosses in order to collect medallions to be able to shut off the doomsday bomb once you get to it. And then you're collect, collecting all this, all these items and money and all these things you can buy at the shop, like say, uh, scuba equipment to go underwater to reach certain areas or uh, rock, a jet pack in order to navigate certain, Dungeons in order to reach certain areas, you get the idea. And one thing I noticed is that the art style of the game is very different from the North American art style because, <laughs> lo- in the game, it kind of looks like something Gona Guy did, who was the guy who made uh, Devil Man,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it was actually done by someone named Kazuaki Kinoshita. And according to IMDb, it's his only credit to date.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, the cover art of Clash at Demon Head is pretty wild. It's it's super 80s. It's got the dude with the headband, flowing hair. He's got the he's got the V vest on, and then the woman's got the 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 nice short skirt, blonde hair, and there's there's uh, demons and like insects attacking him from all sides. Ah.
1: <laughs> She's <laughs> draping draping herself over his leg.
0: Damn right she is. <laughs> Dude, with, with a guy named Billy Big Bang Blitz, I'd, I'd straddle <laughs> him, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what, what'd what you say your name was? Oh, come here, Blitz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys think of this game?
2: Joey? I really liked it. <clears throat> this was the uh, one you liked? I, okay. This is the one I liked, yes. Uh, I liked the idea to go backwards through maps when you went... Back thing. So it wasn't just a given to return to points. Um, <clears throat> it did get a little annoying with climbing and then jumping off, climbing the walls, uh, especially when there was enemies and you fell and then you reset and they were back. And that got a little annoying. And then sometimes there were jumps that you would have to be off screen to be able to make, or at least for me, because I kept jumping and hitting my head. So I had to drop down, jump through the screen and make sure I got over in time. But just some small things. But I thought it was fun. Uh, the stupid star boomerang weapon is useless, and I hate it. But overall, I think it was a very fun game.
0: The ma- I didn't mind the map system and the idea behind it at all. What was missing were the routes weren't numbered, so you're kind of forced to do that yourself. Uh, luckily, it's 2022, and you can just look that up online now, so that's nice. Uh because the roots aren't in in any sort of order. It's very random and spread out. So when you're going through the game and picking your roots, because uh, it's the map is like a spider web, but it doesn't connect with each other in the same way. There's so you got to you're you're generally tasked with wandering uh, without without a uh, walkthrough of any kind. You're just wandering through the maps trying to figure out where you need to go and which route is which. So, like, your first task is to go to Route 6. But you have no indication of where Route 6 is. Uh, So that's an issue. And then Task 2 is to make your way to another place. So, again, if the routes were numbered on the map, that would be a huge help of where you need to go. Uh, Obviously, it's 1989. So, lots of times those places were very uh draw the map yourself figure it out uh, to extend the life of the game which isn't the worst thing and it's very much <laughs> solvable with just looking it up online these days not a big deal in retrospect and then the backtracking was very interesting it's uh it's you un- very unique to to this game with to go along with this map you said buy on a commando it's a very good comp uh with this game yeah here Um, the controls weren't ideal for me. It was very, very floaty. Like the jump is really high, but the distance isn't. And that caused a lot of issues for me throughout the game, uh, especially in certain areas of jumping. That's why uh, Joey probably had an issue with climbing up the wall and then jumping left or right. It's just the distance isn't there. Uh, So small things like
2: that. That definitely, yeah. You do jump high, but not far.
0: Yeah, and it's obviously it takes something to get used to, but it's definitely a hindrance to how you're able to kind of make your way through the game. Uh, there is a very big silver lining, which is something I vastly love in games like this. It is the continue option with infin- infinite lives. Very nice. Yeah. Love that. Even even uh, old, so, there's boy when you put something like that in a game in the past, uh, I will forgive a lot. So this uh, this. <laughs> This is totally fine. So the game is beatable. It just takes a little while. There are corners yeah. you can cut with just looking it up online, like I said. And the levels in between and going to a lot of the bosses is fun. It's like go to Route 6 and then you just go, okay, where's my next one? Route, I don't know, what was it, like 25. It's in the upper left-hand corner. Okay, how do I get there? But that's where I got to go because you have the map where everything's numbered out in front of you. That solves a lot of issues that you would, you would come across. But if you want to go old school, then just draw the map out yourself, and that'll extend a lot of time and have more fun uh, tracking your way through the world. So there... It's kind of like the the, the Legend of Zelda option, where you don't really know, know where to go, so you just wander and then make the map yourself uh, throughout, and uh, much like in dungeons where it reveals itself, you're mapping everything out uh, well, the way you want to. Uh, I... When I when I have more time I like doing that but uh, this was this was not the uh, <laughs> right time for me to uh, map something out myself uh, more often I believe the old Shimagami Tensei games persona one and two I found myself doing that which was easier to do uh, because it's first-person viewpoints <laughs> going down hallways that all look the same Yeah. Uh, I did read a review of it even back then through Nintendo Power where why do you have to choose root numbers when you should just be able to, like in Mario 3, just pick which way you want to go on the map, just see the yeah, little sprite on it, but I guess considering it was so big, they didn't have the means to do such a thing. I mean, I didn't really, it's not that complicated, you see you see the paths in the in an upper right hand corner and then you just pick which number it is and then you just correlate it to that point in the map where your sprite is it's i could see that being confusing for kids which is the most of the people who are playing this stuff back then yeah <laughs> but as an adult it's like it's just super easy oh that's right there no problem but i could see if i was four years old just going oh i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i have to pick 32 where's 32
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah this is enjoyable i liked i like the boss fights i like the tasks i like the, the distance i was super surprised at a game like this something i'd never heard of prior to the podcast uh the uh gun upgrades that you get uh i only got one i got the boomerang gun uh that was a is lot of fun useless?
2: no it's useless no
0: come on it was fun
2: Useless. I <laughs> think the hit drag on it wasn't really working too well because mm. a few times boomerang went through enemies and no damage.
0: Uh, yeah, that did happen. You're right. <laughs> I thought it was fun to use though. Yeah, the plot's funny. <laughs> it's the the you're finding like letters and shit and there's random uh dialogue boxes that come up. <laughs> uh what oh yeah. fuck, what was what was one of the characters' names? It was um colin help me out here
1: i i don't think i can help
0: tom guycott that was his name
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> the skeleton yeah. mastermind <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and there's like weird dialogue like oh you have to find michael he is my greatest ally or friend or whatever oh but i saw this other guy change it oh that must have been joe it's like what am i what are these names they're so like basic <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah very americanized
0: yeah yeah who's your evil enemy oh that's tom who's your friend michael who's your other guy oh, that's Joe. <laughs> don't worry about him <laughs> 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 guy caught meanwhile we got main character billy <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh what were the japanese names do we what, what, I, that, I bet they were better
1: maybe i don't know
0: I doubt that the Jap- the the Japanese game makers were like, what's our name, main character's name, Billy? <laughs> Don't think they were thinking that way.
1: Probably not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. That's all I got to yeah, say I... about Clash of Demon Head. It was it was it was great. I liked it.
1: Yeah, it's a good game. I I do wish they would maybe on like the map they'd have like little indicators as to where each boss castle is. Just so you can kind of plan your route out a little better or where you can find the shop. But then again, that might have been part of the fun, just like discovering it for yourself. Right.
0: You map it out yourself situation, mark it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, it, that's obviously the intention here.
1: Yeah. But again, I if you, shot my,
0: again, if you I don't have time sh- for that, you can easily just look this shit up and it's all it, spells yeah. it out for you. So you don't have to muck around with all that.
1: And the ending has is just kind of one of the most generic things ever. It's like the main character, very generic anime of the time. It's like we got it. I've learned something today. We gotta use our technology for good or some such thing. And then it's like the end. Of course, of course, it's one of those. God, so goofy.
0: So my, so, see, god you just reminded me of my most hated ending ever in a video game and that was shinobi on the master system oh yeah <laughs> you beat the final boss and it just goes game over it's like fuck you <laughs> that's it no credits no like ending sequence it's just you beat them game over like oh the game's <laughs> over okay yeah I, I guess it is after all that yeah <laughs> So I would take a I would take a dialogue box that just says, eh, technology. Yay. You win." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better. <laughs> okay. I give this uh, I give this game a solid A. I think I think with a, a few uh, tweaks. save that for the end. All right. Fine.
1: I pass it. We have a format to yeah, <laughs> abide right. by, dude. Pass, pass. Yeah, I pass.
0: The game goes for about 20 bucks these days. I think it's worth it.
1: That's not too bad.
0: Next game, Colin.
1: Yes. Next is Shatterhand. Also on the NES. Developed by Natsume and published by in Japan by Angel and in North America and the EU by Jaleco. Don't you love that name? Released on the NES in Japan on October 26, 1991, in North America on December 1991, and in the EU on November 19th, 1992. And I chose this one because, well, while not in referenced in the movie, in Volume 6 of Scott Pilgrim, as the story is winding down, Scott and Kim briefly renamed their band from Sex bob to Shatterband. I remember not getting the reference when I first read it, but when I punched it into Google, no pun intended, this game came up. And the plot, according to Wikipedia, is as follows. Set in the year 2030, a group of military renegades known as Metal Command, led by General Gus Grover, are seeking to conquer the world by building an army of cyborg soldiers. Steve Herman, a young police officer from the Bronx, ends up losing both of his arms during a skirmish with members of Metal Command, and after the incident, he's offered two specially developed cybernetic arms, developed by the Law & Order Regulatory Division, or Lord, to replace the ones he lost. Herman accepts the offer and becomes an agent codenamed Shatterhand, who is now tasked with the mission to defeat Metal Command. And as gameplay goes, it's an action platformer beat-em-up type thing. Think Ninja Gaiden meets Double Dragon. But with all punches. Now, right away the game kind of grabbed me with its gameplay. I mean, like I said, it's mainly punches, but you you can get power-ups like hover drones that will either shoot projectiles or slash a sword or can shoot like boomerang projectiles or projectiles that go straight up or just swing around. And it's kind of hard to describe in words, but and but the graphics and music, they reminded me a lot of Contra. Uh, I
0: was going to say this reminded me of a mix between Contra and Ninja Gaiden.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the graphics and visuals are very well done for the time. I'd say it's about on par with Batman on the NES.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a it was a much later release, obviously in ninety one. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So that they, there's they had a lot of time to kind of master the system, what it was capable of, what they could do inside it, the the sprites, the artwork, all, all that, all that jazz.
1: Yeah, yeah. Much and, different and than what really... we
0: saw from like games in eighty seven and eighty nine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It had really good background parallaxing, too. Mm -hmm. The punching was fairly satisfying, at least for an NES game. Not quite like Batman, but satisfying enough. I mean, one detail I like is that when you're punching enemies while standing on ice, there's actually some recoil that causes you to slide backwards from the inertia. I don't know if I've seen another NES game that does that. And you can also punch bullets out of midair, which is kind of cool. And much like Mega Man, after the initial stage, you can choose which stage you'll go next. And one annoyance I had is that when you die, it takes a really long time before you respawn. It's like 10 seconds at least, which is way too long.
2: And you get to stare at your body as the enemy still fight, thinking you're still (laughs) alive. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Feels so good. Yeah. But yeah, each stage is pretty straightforward you're just navigating your way through different platform environments and punching your way through enemies and sometimes you got to climb grates in order to navigate the environment you're avoiding projectiles from every which way and I thought it was pretty fun what did you guys think of the game Joey
2: I didn't really like it I thought it was very uh, chunky clunky very just i don't know just didn't feel smooth and the dude just looks weird to me he doesn't look like a human it, i don't know why i don't know maybe it's just his clothes but he just looks very weird to me and <laughs> it took me the whole first level to figure out that those you punch with like the symbols on it actually are something more than something you have to hit 10 times to get a coin. So I kind of screwed that up because I wasn't. (laughs) So, uh but I thought it was just okay. I mean, it wasn't not my cup of tea. I didn't really care for running around punching people with a weird looking dude.
0: Okay. JD. I also like this game though. Uh, I thought it controlled extremely well. I love the, uh, I love the progressing difficulty of the game. Like, level one, I didn't think it was all that difficult. Uh, you end up getting to various conveyors. There's a lot of conveyors in this game. Like, holy crap, a lot of conveyors go in all different yeah. directions. Maybe they could have toned that down a little bit. <laughs> the, I think the main issue with the game is there's no project- projectile. You just go through punching people and, and enemies. You do. They tried to make up for that with the little hoverbot that you end up getting, uh, Ninja Gaida style, with uh, getting uh, various like Greek symbols, and those Greek symbols, any combination will get you a different ability for your little floating robot friend. The even the issue with that is it's kind of it's kind of difficult to, because they were they were clearly going for some gradience. Uh, effect there with, with that to make up for the lack of ability that you have with just punching because there's no distance you can't cover any distance with the punch so yeah. I think a lot would, would have been solved if, you, if this character would have had I don't know, a sword n- nunchakus, something something that could get a little bit more distance with the character because otherwise everything else is really solid about this um the i think this had infinite continues as well did it not
1: uh yeah i think so although generally when you died you started back at the screen that had the level select
0: right yeah it's kind of what ninja gaiden does you go back x amount of of a stage or stages yeah I i think that's fair yeah, it, my 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 biggest gripe came down to the distance you can cover with your hits, because the yeah. game is very difficult to try to traverse a lot of the enemies without, because you really have to get on top of an enemy to to hit him, and therefore because you're so close to him, you just constantly find yourself taking damage. Yeah. Someone yeah, remake yeah, this I, game yeah. with a sword or something, and you you got yourself a great game. Wait, the wait at
1: least. You, you're like, like...
2: Force punches or something where you can extend a force yeah. from your punches.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say that. It's like send out little shock waves.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe some upgrades you can get in the game while it gets get you things to cover that distance. That'd be a cool thing. It's a very it's a very simple fix. Cause you get that down. We're looking at an S, S rank tier game. But instead you're kinda you're you're so limited in that action. Throughout the game, uh, you just, I found myself dying uh, pretty damn easy because of a lot of this going on. Yeah. We're unfortunately kind of looking at a low, much lower because of that. It it really hinders so much because there's there's a lot to like here. I mean, it's a guy with a metal fist and sunglasses and it's got the single brim. It's very, it's very 90s. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look at everything. It's like Jax from Mortal Kombat.
0: Oh, I was thinking more. Uh, Johnny Cage without the without the kooky dialogue <laughs> behind him.
1: Uh, it's the cybernetic arms that that remind me of Jax. Oh,
0: OK. Yeah, I see that.
2: I can see Johnny Cage because of the sunglasses.
0: No, yeah, see, we're, we're we're fixated think... on two different things, but we're in the same yeah, mix, of, area. mix of the two. Yeah, <laughs> part Jacks, part Johnny Cage, <laughs> all awesome. <laughs> all awesome. What we need is some dialogue in this game. A lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I still give it a pass.
0: Yeah, I'll still pass it. There's just, I, I wish. Yeah, I, lot, yeah, I um, I'm there's very, a lot that can be improved. in very, and very much easily in that aspect too. Could. Do you think they made the decision with the the whole punching mechanism to bring about that difficulty, or do you just think Metal Fist would be cool and we're just going to make it that way? Probably the latter, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And probably easier. So
2: I'm going to actually fail this game. I don't think if you don't play it, you don't miss anything.
0: Mmm, Joey with the harsh critique, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> this game goes for about $70. Oh, right man. Now. It's, it's <laughs> one of the more expensive ones. Uh, that's that this sounds like all repro to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I sure. personally
0: wouldn't wouldn't go higher than $20, $25 for a game like this. Ah yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh Natsumi, developer. They made uh, some of the Pocky and Rocky games. they are capable of Making some solid good action stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jaleco. Jaleco. Okay. All right. So the two games were Shatterhand and Clash at the Demon Head. I'll go first. Uh, Tears. I'm going an A on Clash and a B on Shatterhand.
1: All right. And. I'm same thing. A for Clash, B for Shatterhand, because Clash of Demon had had a lot more creativity to it. I felt.
0: I think so. Yeah, for sure.
1: And more ways to play the game too.
0: I agree. Yeah, I liked all the upgrades. Uh, what Clash had with the character in action—that's what Shatterhand was missing.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Joey.
2: I'm gonna give an A for Clash. All right, and borderline C, almost a D for Shatterhand.
0: You want to go D? We can go D.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go D. I'm gonna I'm gonna go D. All right,
0: because that's still no matter what you chose, it still kind of comes out to a B, <laughs> B C. Yeah, whatever. But that's an A for Clash. I'll put a. What do you think, Colin? Shall I shall I go round down to a C? Or are we rounding up to a B for Shatterhand? Uh, are we going to be nice to start the year, or are we just going to be like, ah, oh, fuck?
1: <laughs> I'll say up to a B.
0: Up to a B. All right, Joey. He uh, superseded you on that one.
1: That's fine.
2: <laughs>
0: That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> whatever, bro. Join us next time. It will be Joey's theme pick at the end of the month. We'll see you next time. Bye. I know.